What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 75 of the podcast. I am your host, Peter Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hey. And DJ, the content, Lewis. What's going on, buddy? What's up, people? Welcome back, boy. 75 episodes. Wow. That's a milestone. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 I think the funny thing is, I don't think uh, not not one of us has actually been on for seventy five episodes. So not not no one of us can claim to have done seventy five, but the show has stayed yeah. afloat for seventy five episodes. You two have been the closest. <laughs> you two have been the closest. I don't know between the to two. To be of fair, you, but if you count all of the episodes that we did before we actually released the show, like the two pilot episodes mm-hmm. that we lost, I think I technically have done seventy five. Yeah, plus there's I like I think I've only missed the show twice. Yeah, and plus there's the, the the ones where um you lost your audio because of that dodgy dodgy like cable thing. Plus, yeah. like if you add all the after dark and counting that they're separate episodes. Oh, I count that you as can a separate. Definitely thing. say. Because today we do we hit forty episodes of after dark, I know, it's which crazy. is crazy. It's wild. <laughs> You're gonna have to change your um your plug. Because from 30 hours, now it's going to be close to 40 hours of content. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Speaking of plugs, welcome (laughs) to the podcast, LootPots.com's weekly Nintendo podcast, where we get together every week and talk about everything that's going on in the world of Nintendo. Uh, If you guys want to support the show, remember you can give us a like on your audio platform of choice. Subscribe to the RSS so that you catch the episode every Monday morning when it goes live. Uh, and, you know, of course, share it with your friends. If you got a Nintendo fan in your life who you think would enjoy this fine program, I hope you'll give it a, give it a push, give it a share. Let them know that we're out here and that you enjoy what we're doing. If you want to get some more content from us, remember you can head over to LootPots.com, the home base for everything we're doing. We've got news, we've got reviews, we've got a brand spanking new feature this week by our own Ram, who wrote a, uh, an interesting little deep dive into the sales of Animal Crossing New Horizons and uh, made some uh, forecasts about kind of you know, what the lifetime sales of it could be, like comparing it to some of the past Animal Crossing games and some other, you know, really great evergreen Nintendo titles. So uh, very, very interesting deep dive. Uh, if you like data, it's fascinating. If you don't, Ram parses it well enough that you'll still be able to get something out of it, I think. So uh, go check that out. Show your support. Um, I think I think it's a good read. And then uh, if you want to get some more content from us, you can also head over to our YouTube channel or uh, visit us over on twitch.tv slash lootpots, where we're streaming video games uh, about three days a week now, Monday, Sundays, and Thursdays. Uh, Thursday nights, um, I'm usually there with DJ streaming Animal Crossing, so uh, hope you'll come hang out. Uh, Monday, what are you doing this week, Steve? Uh, I will probably be playing Bioshock if the postman delivers it for me. Very nice. That'd be cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a great time. We hit affiliate over there recently. Um, we've been having a blast every week, so I hope you'll come tune in to one of our streams if you haven't already. Uh, and then last but not least, if you want to get your thoughts read on the air, you can, uh, in our mailpot segment, you can write into me at Pete at lupots.com. Hit, uh, go join our discord, uh, where you can become part of the ever growing community of pots heads talking about Nintendo, uh, getting help in animal crossing, trading items, all kinds of good stuff. Um, so go hang out there, uh, or hitting up our weekly Twitter thread where I ask for questions for the show. And then if you want to go above and beyond to show your support, if you want to really just, just prove that you are the cream of the crop, which always rises to the top, of course, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash loopods. And if you support us at that $1 level, you will get access to now 40 hours plus of After Dark, uh, for just a buck. It's the best way to show your support for the show. You get an extra little bit of loot pots every week. Uh, so I hope I hope you'll head over there and check it out. It's a great show. We love producing it, and uh, I think it's I think it's it's worth a dollar. It's a good time. <laughs> so that's enough shilling for now. Let's jump into uh, what we've been playing this week. Um, this I this is really interesting. This is the first week since launch that no one put Animal Crossing on their list. Yeah, it's sad. We were talking we were talking about this before the uh, before you popped on the call. I just haven't played it at all, and I have zero desire to really go back into it at the moment. And that's the thing. It's like I, I've definitely like taken a break, you know, and I haven't um, – I really just haven't been playing much. Like I've been playing on Thursdays when we do the streams and stuff, mm-hmm. but otherwise I kind of haven't touched it for the last like two weeks now. Um, and it's not because like I don't – it's not because I'm like, oh, I'm over it or I'm bored or whatever. I just have had other games that I want to play, you know? Like I've been getting back into multiplayer gaming a little bit um, with some of my friends from my hometown um, because I've definitely been – feeling a little bit of the social isolation, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to get back into PC gaming because that's where most of my friends play. 
Um, so I've actually been playing Sea of Thieves, which I know like isn't a Nintendo game, but has a strong lineage in our community because uh, a bunch <laughs> of us stream it and talk about it a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, I finally took the plunge on that uh, on Monday, and I, I put a couple hours into it. Had a great time. Definitely looking forward to playing more of it, uh, and I want to check it out with some of the community. And you know, me and, me and DJ, we got to go roll around and do some pirate shit. Um, Could be wild. Yeah, but then other than that, like I've been playing Persona Five Royal, uh, which I talked about last week, and I've I, last week I was kind of like, yeah, it's all right. Like I'm still doing the stuff I did when I played Persona, and it didn't connect with me, and whatever. We talked more about why I didn't like Persona Five uh, when I played it than why I was into Royal, and yeah. now I just completed the second palace um, okay. of eight, I think, right? Something like I that. believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not far into the game, but much farther than I was before. And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, Royal has some, like, improvements. You don't have to go all the way through, like, a palace in order to be able to save anymore. You don't have yeah. to be, like... So, I mean, that was one of the things that always put me off about that. Yes. It's like, oh, I don't want to start a palace because I know I'm not going to be able to save for, like, ages and ages and ages. So, I think maybe Royal might be the one that brings me back into that game. Yeah, because now you can, like, you can save in your safe rooms. Uh, you can save at the beginning of the palace. Um, so, it's like, you have a lot... I don't know. Like, I feel in general, there's a lot of quality of life stuff. Like, um, Baton Pass is now a skill you don't have to unlock. It's not, like, tied to a confidant skill. So there's, like, a lot of little quality of life updates that were things that, like, some of them are things that I experienced in the original game. And then others are things, like, I never got far enough to know that are better. Um, Okay. But from what I've heard from all of my friends who played the original, like, this is the definitive way to play. Like, the additions definitely make it better. Uh, And I'm at the point now where, like, I'm in it. You know, like, I like it now, and I'm, like, I noticed uh, this last week, um, every night when I'm either falling asleep or right when I'm waking up, when you're in that in-between, like, half asleep, half awake kind of mode, I find my, I'm thinking about Persona, and I'm, like, thinking about playing and what I'm going to be doing, or, like, I'm having moments where, like, you see the game UI, and, like, you have that muscle memory of, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, I, I'm, I'm definitely there now where like i'm getting why people like it and i'm i'm invested you know um my question now is what happens when like the last of us is out and you know um whatever but the thing is i actually started playing another game this week i forgot to put on the list which was i went back to far cry 3 uh they did the remaster of it alongside far cry 5 uh, that you got for free if you pre-ordered the game. So I've always wanted to go back and replay 3, but I never have. Uh, so, like, while I was playing Persona over the weekend, I kind of, I had played it almost all day Saturday and then started playing it Sunday morning. I was like, I kind of need a break from this. Like, I want something that's a little bit more, I mentioned last week, I wanted something that was more game gamey. Um, and I think I said I might go back to Far Cry 3 when we talked last week. And uh, I ended up putting, I don't know, like five or six hours into it probably already. So, like, I've probably cleared out about a quarter of the map so far. Um, maybe a little bit more, maybe a third. And, uh, yeah, man, like, that game is so fucking good. It holds yeah, up so well. I do. Like, I really like that one. I, I got the remaster when I bought Far Cry 5 as well. And mm-hmm. it, it just it is so, so pretty when it's now, now it's been, like, uh, up-resed and stuff. Yeah. And, like, there are mechanics from 4 that I miss, mm-hmm. like, but in general, like, th- I think the story of 3 is so much more compelling. Uh, but there, than- there were mechanics from 4 I missed in 5, like, I missed a lot of the crafting stuff and being able to, like, go and hunt animals and, like, I need to get... lighter suit. I need, so yeah, and I, and I need to go get leather and things like that in order to make, like, the pouches and stuff. It was sort of like, oh, I just need to earn cash and then I can unlock all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've been really glad that I had the time to go back, you know? And it's, like, as weird as it is that it sucks that 2020 has kind of been derailed when it comes to releases a little bit. And, like, you know, I think everybody – that that's a thing that feels disappointing in a lot of ways. But in the same breath, it's the kind of thing that I know Steve and I, like, jokingly talked about in a previous episode or something. Where we're like, man, wouldn't it be great if they just didn't put out games for a year and you could catch up on anything? And that's, like, kind of how I feel right now. Like, in, an, in in a regular year, I wouldn't have had time to go back and play, you know, Persona 5 or, yeah. or replay Far Cry or, you know, um, whatever, right? Like, and I feel like I've still played a lot of new games this year, 
like with how much time I put into Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy, like it doesn't feel like there haven't been new experiences. So I don't know, like it kind of reminds me of when I used to just play games for pleasure. Um, and it's just like, oh, I feel like playing this next. Not like I need to play this to be to like not have it spoiled for me or to like be a part of the conversation or whatever. And like that has been nice. Yeah, that's how I feel about Xenoblade coming out tomorrow. Is like I, I want to play it, but it's like a hundred hour experience, and I kind of just yeah want to be part of the conversation. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's going to be playing it. It'll help me kind of get through it. So I don't want to wait. You know. Mm-hmm. Have you played Xenoblade before? I played two and a little bit of X, but I've never touched. Okay, so you haven't you haven't played the first one. So I was going to say, are you going to skip ahead to the the new thing? that's included in Definitive Edition. I can't remember the name of it, but I guess if you haven't played the game before, you're not going to. I don't think you can either. You need to beat the game, I think, to get the actual No, I, it looked like I um, it, it was the like epilogue, a separate right? download. Oh, is it? Yeah, it, it looked like cool. it was. Um, John from, um, I think, Game, game Explain was um, uh, posted out a, a screenshot, and he had, like, uh, number two, Definitive Edition, and then this, what he called, like, 1.5. Oh yeah, I did see that tweet. So it's okay. like a, a separate thing, I think, that gets downloaded when you when you get the game. You get some gold too if you have a uh, Xenoblade Two save file. They give you some gold in Definitive Edition. Little little thing. Oh, that's you cool. Kind of like a little head start. Yeah. Nice. Random random anecdote. <laughs> Steve, you played a million games. It looks like again. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna skip that for right now, and we're gonna go to what sure. DJ played this week because yeah, I want to talk about it, which is the Outer Worlds. Yeah. So what's up with the Outer Worlds? Yeah, so I am playing this on PC. It comes out on Switch next week. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get it on Switch because it just looks so good on my PC. Um, yeah. I'm not super far in, um, but so far it's like it's it's charming and fun, but like serious at the same time. Like it's yes. funny, but has this like charming art style and comedy but it's like serious and you're shooting things. It's definitely it's definitely got that Fallout vibe where it's like which obviously right like there's crossover with the creators mm. um but it's like where the world is like there's things about it that are funny and silly but the overall world is like pretty bleak. Yeah. You know exactly. and like it like the humor the humor kind of comes from the juxtaposition of the zaniness with the like you know just overall darkness of yeah of the world yeah like i'm at a part where i'm not you know i won't spoil anything but i'm like shooting down drones and i'm just like this is weird but they're at the same time they're talking about like you have the communication options and it'll tell you um this is the one that will give you more um persuasion like persuasive ability this is the one that gives you this and i'm just like i like being like an asshole you know and i'm just like why wouldn't the fuck would I do the work for you and see what they say? You know, so like that's mm-hmm. fun too. The role playing element yeah. of it is a really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. That's that was what really struck me about it is that it's got the uh, that old school pen and paper like juice to it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. not enough RPGs have that anymore. You know, where it's well, like you just get these like shitty pre like you know like you compare the level of uh, response that you have in new in um outer worlds to like fallout 4 mm-hmm. where it's like you get three prepackaged options and like you can't really define your character that well yeah. you know whereas like in outer worlds or like new vegas or, or dragon age origins like you feel like you're you get to play whoever you want to play however you want to play them and that made me want to go back and play it again and be like well i want to be somebody totally different like i right. was like this like you know, I tried to play this very, like, classic Flash Gordon-esque science fiction hero where I'm like, I'm a brilliant scientist, and I'm a good guy, and I'm going to save the belt. And, like, I want to play it again and be, like, a fucking scumbag, yeah. you know, and, like, side with the corporations and, you know, like, do all this seedy shit and see what happens. See, you know? I'm, like, on this side of it depends how the character I'm interacting with and, you know, whether it's somebody that I just first impression don't like. I'll react to them accordingly. So if it's like, you're kind of Mm -hmm. rubbing me the wrong way, I'm going to be an asshole to you. But I like you, so I'm going to be cool with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been fun. So I'm excited to to dive more, dive into it more. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're digging it. Have you you played any of the Fallout games? No, no. Right, okay. After this, go back and play New Vegas and see what you think of that, because I think that's probably the closest game 
to this. I was just going to say, I, I'm being exposed to games that I would have never played before, like actually having a capable PC. So it's been weird. You know, I have not much. I can't compare a lot of stuff to other things. You know, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, my uh, my buddy who's uh, a big fan of New Vegas, like we were talking about Outer Worlds the other day, and he was like, you should download New Vegas and just like put, put in some mods to like up the graphics and, you know, do some of that mm-hmm. stuff and like jump in there and give that a shot. I kind of want to. Yeah. Like while we still have some quiet time. Yeah. So, Steve, <laughs> you yes. played a million games. Yeah, well-ish. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. I'm excited. I mean, I started, off, I started off last weekend... It was the Splatfest. It came back for like the first time in a bazillion years. How did it go? And it was ketchup. It was ketchup. Well, I was devastated because mayonnaise didn't win. Well, we knew mayonnaise wasn't going to win. I swear we predicted ketchup was going to win on the last episode. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah. And so everyone knew ketchup was going to win, but I was still heartbroken that we lost. Um, But it was great. I forgot how fun it was. I forgot what the like, um, uh, the Incopolis place looks like when there's a splat fest going on and how cool it is like there's all that stuff and like you get your your t-shirt that you can go and get cleaned for bazillion times for cheap um it was nice i i really really missed playing it and uh miss playing that like um uh that station shifty shifty station yeah. that only comes out during splat fests mm. like that finally came back and it's like Man, I wish they wouldn't stop. Wouldn't have stopped these. They should. They should keep bringing them back. Like it could just be a timed thing. It doesn't have to be like a huge different theme every time. It could just be like red versus pink versus green. You know, I really don't care. But like bring stuff back, like they did with this, where it's just like just yeah. do old ones again. Yeah, just like tick a box and just redo it. I mean, it's already there. It's not like people didn't play. I saw a ton of people playing. It's not like it's yeah, not popular. They must have had a- they must have had a good number of people coming in, especially when they had that demo like earlier yeah. in the month that you could like play essentially for free for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, to then have have a splat fest come up afterwards, they must have drawn a, f- a good number of few people back. Um, but then after that, like I was just I was playing and I was like, oh, I, you know, I want to kind of go back through some of my older games. Played a bit of Mario Kart Eight. Um, it was the first time Macaulay had ever played a Mario Kart game, so I completely what? destroyed them. <laughs> I know, That's yeah. Insane. I know, it's crazy, right? Um, and then, like, you reminded me last week, I can't remember which one of you it was, but you were playing a game, and one of you said that some Mario Party bullshit got pulled on. Oh, it was you Ninjala, yeah. <laughs> Ninjala, yeah. And so it reminded me of Mario Party, and I was like, I should I should crack open Super Mario Party. I never unlocked any of the the other characters until like I started working through. Nice. I got um, Dry Bones and um, Donkey Kong, and we just played Mario Party. And it was great. Like all the all the mini games. It was just an ab- absolute blast. And it just got me thinking about how many more copies they would sell right now if they just patched in an online multiplayer. Uh, mode like yeah. just just yeah. let me play with my family 300 miles away yeah. and i 100 percent guarantee you people will go out and buy this game because mm-hmm. i think that's one of the main problems with it yeah there's lack of content like we've spoken about a million times before like there's not enough boards there's not enough mini games and they should have added either dlc or free updates in order to kind of keep the game fresh mm-hmm. but having that online multiplayer the fact that you can only play some the mini game challenges online is really pathetic to be honest yeah yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's just like a major missed opportunity. You know, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to justify it. You know, like I know that online is really just not their forte, but like that's that's the world that we live in now. You know, like not having some form of online multiplayer for Mario Party just seems like such a, a failure, and especially now. Yeah, yeah, because like there was only two of us playing, and so they make you ha- add in CPUs to make it up to four players because most of the mini games are four player mini games. And fuck me, I forgot how annoying those CPUs are. They're either dumb as fuck, where they like gets to the point where they pass on stars and they can't participate in mini games, or it's like at the level <laughs> where it feels like they're cheating and like they're always rolling sixes or they're always like number one at the mini games where any human would not be able to have the reaction times as quick as they've got or the Joy-Cons just wouldn't react in that way that they're playing and so the CPUs just feel crap in that game mm-hmm. and and they always have in Mario Party games I think but it specifically irritated me this time because there's no way I could get two other people to come over to my house like I could before yeah. 
Um, right, exactly. Even if they did like a Mario Kart like thing where you do like a worldwide or regional match, right? And you could just randomly get matched with people and queue yeah, up. Yeah, then that at least way. you could play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't need to know yeah. people. You could just randomly queue. like it's it seems like so simple. I mean, I'm not sure the logistics, but I don't know. That's the thing is that it is like, I, and we're not game developers. I don't, right. you know, like I, know I don't want to pretend to be. Whatever. I don't want to backseat developer but, here. But in the same breath, like I talked a few weeks ago about how I played that game Pummel Party, which is like yeah. an indie Mario Party successor, mm-hmm. and you can play online there. You know, and it's like that's a game with a much smaller budget than Super Mario Party. Yeah. So like, I don't think that's an excuse. Like it's the same thing where it's like I, we all know that Nintendo's online in general is is shit, mm-hmm. but like. You look at that, and like it makes me think of like how Smash isn't going to be at Evo this year because the online isn't reliable enough. Yeah, and it's like, come on, you know, like I I am the first person to defend Nintendo Switch Online as being worth the twenty dollars, but like it's a joke how bad it is in some ways. It really is, and like Nintendo can and needs to do better. Mm-hmm. They really do. You know, it's like. Sure, you don't have the same infrastructure as Microsoft or, you know, Amazon or something like that when it comes to online. So, like, partner with somebody. Like, Sony partnered with Microsoft for for tech that they didn't have, right? Like, swallow your pride. Go to my... You and... Nintendo They've already got like a bit of a partnership going on with Microsoft there. Like, they've been putting games like Cuphead on their, on their console. Mm-hmm. Like, why, like, why not? Like, you guys already have a positive working relationship. Like, fucking A. Like... Or, or headhunt somebody. You know, like, you have the money. You do. Like, Nintendo's a super profitable company. They're in a great place right now. Like, hire someone with vision. Hire somebody who, like, go poach somebody from Xbox. Poach somebody, you know, uh, from, I don't know, like, Amazon or Chrome or one of these other, like, or Google, I mean. Like, somebody who's got experience building an online infrastructure and, like, let them build a team. And, like, get it together, man. Like, it's online has been the status quo since Xbox Live. Yeah. Like, I've had, like, come on. You know? <laughs> like, come Hopefully on. Hopefully next Nintendo gen. I, I'm i not holding out. I don't want to wait not. that. I really don't want to wait until then. I really want them to patch an update in. Like, I, want, I, fucking, I just doubt it. I want, it. like, proper friend lists and party chat and, like, just all sorts gone, of features I that I know. And it's really, really sad. Like, yeah. you ditch friend codes and do all, like, everyone else is doing with these, like, four number things on the end of a username. Even all NNIDs were better want. until they got, like... You know, hacked. Yeah, <laughs> from, from a from a you know simple standpoint, I mean, NNIDs were great. Just don't link your PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. So the last game you had on your list uh, was Thief Simulator. Let's keep it brief because we got to get into some. What, yeah. what is that? Well, okay. It's like Macaulay was looking being a Ma- thief. Yeah, Macaulay was looking for a new game, and like they went on the charts, and for some reason this oh, pe- no. this, this shovelware shit was in was on the charts, <laughs> and they bought it for like one seventy eight, like ninety percent off, one of those things, mm. and uh, it's not great. It's crashed like six times while I've played it, <laughs> um, and you it has two or, or it has like four different types of lock pick mini games in and like you go to someone's house and they've either got one of four different types of lock and you need like different lock picks to do it and they look like they've just been ripped out of bethesda games like you've got the one from skyrim the one that was from oblivion i think there's the fallout one with the screwdriver in there it's just crazy it's just crazy what is this what is this on is this on switch it's on Switch, yeah. Oh god! It's, it's currently it's currently in the EU charts on like number five. Okay, uh, so they're doing like that. pound seventy eight. I got you. Yeah, they're doing that thing, but it's it. The concept of it is really fun. Just go and ransack people's houses and don't get caught by the cops. Really, really fun concept. Go to the uh, pawn shop and fence stuff off. There's like the black, the dark web that you go on, and there's like um, Black Bay where you can sell shit and people like request you to do things like. Um, go smash someone's toilet up and stuff. Uh, it's really, really strange. Really, really weird game. If you can get it for like less than two quid, like I, I like we got it for, it's probably worth playing if it's your kind of game, like a little bit of stealth, fun, just what a ring random bit of fun. You can get it for two dollars. <laughs> yeah. It sounds Any like you're more recommending than that, it. <laughs> 
any more than that, probably don't bother because it will crash on you. It has many, many times for me. Oh, and man. and fuck me, the lock picking is the most frustrating thing ever. You will, right, you will want to, you will want to smash your Joy-Con. <laughs> um, but I did want to say before we moved into the news, like I managed to finally fix my Joy-Con drifting today. Oh, Ooh. nice! So I picked up some contact cleaner, which Chloe has now since told me is just a small time fix and has she's done it a few times on hers and the problem keeps coming back so i'm gonna have to keep an eye on it but at least for the meantime i have all of my joy cons no longer drifting which is lovely so what do you have to do you literally just get this it's called contact cleaner so it looks like compressed air uh and you just like um you kind of push back the little rubber bit that's underneath the joy con you like pull it back with a with a pair of tweezers underneath the weather the stick is mm. and you spray the stuff in and then i got a q-tip and just um oh. just kind of cleaned under there a little bit that easy let, huh let it dry and then it seems to have it seems to have done the job nice yeah cool i'll have to check that out all right so let's jump into the news uh the big big story on the on the list this week is the wholesome direct uh 2020 that happened this past week uh wholesome games is i don't know what to call them it's not expressly clear to me. Like, they just seem like a collective. Like, they're not a publisher. Like, it's not, they're not, I don't know. But I think, they, I think it's like a group of developers, right? That just have come together and laid themselves. That's kind of what it seems like. A guild. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and they, they came together and they had a, a presentation of over 50 games um, that were, you know, like, these like cute, quirky, cozy, like indie titles, you know, think uh think games that are like, you know, Animal Crossing, like your, you know, your uh your Stardew Valleys, you know, your um uh a coffee talk even, mm-hmm. like something like it's that kind of game, you know, like it's games that are more about like heart and, and like how it makes you feel than gameplay. Uh so we have a little article over on Lupots.com. Uh, that was a collection of all of the games that were announced that are coming to Switch. So I don't want to go through all of them. If you want to check it out, you can, of course, go check out the article that Chewy wrote up. Again, that's on Lupots.com. Uh, I wanted to just go through and have each of us, like, call out, you know, top top three, you know, top one games here that really stuck out to you. Because hmm. uh, otherwise, we'll ha- spend the rest of the show just talking about all of them. Um, yeah. And I think most of them look good. I don't think they're all of equal levels of like no. import to discuss. No, and and a lot of the games that aren't coming to Switch were the ones that really stood out to me. So I, I guess we'll just limit it to the ones that are just the ones on Switch. Switch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So of of the the stuff that we saw that's in you know Chewy's article, like um, what what stuck out to you guys the most? Because um, I I think the game I want to call out. Uh, that I I'm very excited for, but we've talked about a lot already. Escapebird, yeah. So like that got delayed. They showed it off a little bit more. Can't wait to see more of it. But like I don't feel the need to talk about it. So shout out to Escapebird. Can't wait. I mean, Escapebird was are, on are my list. Still as ex- are you still as excited about that? And Tony Hawk's coming. Definitely. Yeah. They can okay, coexist. Right, I. Yeah, they can totally <laughs> coexist in my mind. Like I've had such a drought of skateboarding games. That it's like, I, yeah, dude, give me a good skateboarding <laughs> game. And the fact that it's like, oh, it's like this, it's got this chill, like, lo-fi hip-hop soundtrack. I'm like, yeah, all right. I can fuck with this. Yeah. I still want it. I bet they're upset. <laughs> I mean, they met their Kickstarter goal, and then some, right? So yeah. they're probably like, eh, we're fine. But uh, any, any other ones stick out to you guys? I'm interested in a fold apart. I wrote an article on Loop Pots about this a yeah. long time ago. Um, I guess yeah. when it was just confirmed to even be coming to Switch at all. Um, or maybe it was when now it was it's announced. Out. Yeah, now it's out. So shout out to Chewy. He also put in there the ones that are coming and the ones that are already out. So check it out. A Fold Apart looks good. Yeah, probably worth probably worth calling out A Fold Apart uh, that DJ just called out. Uh, Later Daters, which is a uh, like a um, retirement like dream, home dating like dream sim. daddy for like old people. And um, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta play this. I we know, gotta play this. Steve. I know. We Bring did. back the let's I'm play. I'm really happy that I'm really really happy that like same sex relationships are like a possibility yeah. in the game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, uh, it says that it's um, got LGBTQ inclusive relationships, which is great. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I think rather than the let's plays, we just stream it. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for get that. some down yeah. dirty Pete and Steve play dating simulator streams going. Let's go. <laughs> Give the people Just, what they want. You know? Yeah, and Steve pushing me to be a slut. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, any other ones that stuck out to you guys? Yeah, I really liked the the look of um, uh, what is it called? When the past was around, it really had like a flo- Do you remember that game, Florence? Yeah, oh, yeah. had like yeah, a kind yeah. of like almost vibe like a comic. of that. Yeah, I really like the look of that. It was like a point and click visual kind of novelty mm. style game, which I really like the look mm-hmm. of. Yeah, um, Little Witch in the Woods, I really like the look of as that well. Looks good. Yeah. Kind of had like um, moonlight vibes, but like a cool theme on the the witch kind of and like going also like kind of Stardew Valley. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then the other one that kind of uh, that really stood out to me was uh, HOA. But I don't really know enough about it. But the visual style of that was just like breathtaking. And yeah. I'm guessing it's just like a calm, chill platformer. So I'm not 100% sure if it's it's really going to be uh, for me. But visually, it, it looks impressive. It really does remind me of like uh, Studio Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I was also interested in uh, A Space for the Unbound. That was the other game from uh, Mojiken Studios. They're the the same one as um, when the, the pass was around. And that was the one that was set in uh, Indonesia in the 90s. I loved the look of that one. It, the dude in it looked, reminded me of Brock. Like, the way he Oh, the way he now looked, that you mentioned that? It reminded that? me of Brock. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I dug it because, like, it, it very much, like, reminded me of... Um, like it, it gave me like like uh, my neighbor Totoro vibes. Like not in art, but in terms of that, it's like it's this story about like depression and anxiety, and it looks like yeah. there's this like supernatural, spiritual kind of element. And I don't know, like it, it looks interesting to me. Um, that one, that one definitely struck a chord with me. Uh, and like like Steve said, there are some other ones that were interesting, but a lot of them are ones that are not coming to Switch. So. Um, I would definitely, if you missed it, I would implore you to go check out uh, the Wholesome Direct. It was, I thought it was a really good presentation, uh, especially for their first one. It was like very chill, very relaxing, um, and I think they really showed off some some interesting looking games. So I am keeping my eye on what they're doing. I know they have another one planned for next year, um, so I guess this is going to be an annual thing. But uh, yeah, keeping keeping our eyes on those, and I hope that the games that were announced that don't have confirmed switch dates end up coming to switch eventually because i think I, I think some of them will like Tr- chicory for example is by the same team behind uh wonder song um so i so do think imagine. that one will will be coming to switch yeah you gotta imagine most of them will like if you're an indie and you're not on switch you're kind of fucking up unless you have like an exclusive deal you know like why wouldn't you want to be on switch which is like the console platform where indies tend to sell the best statistically speaking yeah, if if so, Garden Story could hurry up and come to Switch, that would be the one I really want from Garden Story. Yeah, that was tight. <laughs> that one definitely struck a chord with me. Yeah, um, it was like serving me serious like Game Boy vibes, and mm-hmm. I, I was into it. Like it felt like one of those classic like Game Boy RPGs, like action RPGs. Yeah, it looks good. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Ooblets too. That's that one. I would also like to come to Switch. Oh yeah, it's gonna be on Xbox though. So now so, maybe I get a Series X. Well, I want to play you, Viva Pinata in 4K. Oh, is that really the only reason you're gonna get it for Viva Pinata? I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have I at least one. Just get it. Gotta have my Viva. I guess I could just get it on PC, but yeah. PC. Sometimes, like I think that that kind of game, you'd probably just want to sit on your couch and play. Yeah, I want to yeah. just kick it. Hmm. That was like my go-to. The when I had my first job, I was like when I was like fifteen. I remember I would come home at like two in the morning after my shift, smoke a bowl, and play Viva Pinata until like five <laughs> or six in the morning, and sleep until three in the afternoon to go to work again. <laughs> oh, man. American dream, life. baby. It's the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, so uh, next one is uh, Amazon France had some switch listings. Uh, that popped up for um, like a lot of interesting stuff. Like mm, it's, this uh, is, it's it, they've pulled a uh, Walmart Canada on us, I think. And, yeah, uh, decided it, to post some things a little bit sooner than they should have. And uh, so, like you, if you click the link that we'll include in the show notes, Lord knows if it'll still be up by then. Uh, like you'll see 
Like the first one, it's like, oh, Pillars of Eternity 2, Dead Fire Nintendo Switch. Okay, cool, right? But then there's like Warner Nintendo Switch 3, <laughs> uh, Square Enix Nintendo Switch 2, yeah. Square Enix Nintendo Switch 3. <laughs> so <laughs> very interesting. Uh, it definitely, it definitely seems like, uh, you know, like that there maybe there was some. Like there was a direct plan for this time, or like it could have been E3 announcements, or like any of those kinds of things that were probably like you know scheduled either a while ago and now went up by accident, or that somebody scheduled maybe not like fully knowing the the reality of what's going on right now because they do it every year that way. Like who knows? But it definitely seems to signal that there was something planned around all of these reveals that is now, you know, we're not we're not seeing. And it looks like there's also four like Nintendo games that was also that right, were yeah. on that list too. Like, you know, there first are, yeah. party. So Yes, yeah. Uh with with unrelated pictures and Yeah, it was like a them. like a chrome amiibo or something. It was fucking weird. Yeah, random stuff. Yeah. What could it mean? Could could be the Mario games. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was thinking. Guess, like, I'm guessing it is. Yeah, like uh, maybe two of them, and then Pikmin and 3D World, or one of them and whatever. Maybe one we don't know about. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. The one that's or, or even Paper Mario. Well, Paper, Paper Mario, Mario is already there. listed on Amazon. Yeah. yeah it's oh, I didn't listed, see it. Yeah. Okay. And same with like Metroid Prime Four. You know, so like there's no oh Metroid Prime Four is coming. You know, but it could be Metroid Prime Trilogy. It could that's be that's Metroid Prime listed. Trilogy. Yes, it could. Or yeah. it could be nothing. The one that stands out most <laughs> the one that stands out most to me is uh the Capcom game. Like a physical game from Capcom in Europe. Hmm. Like it could be Monster Hunter. It could hmm. be a Resident Evil game, because apparently there's a Resident Evil Capcom announcement coming soon. Yeah, the anniversary's coming up, so it could be like uh I don't know, maybe like um maybe Resident Evil Seven? I would I would love Resident Evil Seven. It does run. Switch. That was that's yeah. one of those games that you can stream on Switch mm-hmm. overseas. Uh, and the Take Two one, like Take Two own Rockstar, right? Yeah. So. Um, oh wait. Do they or is that two? No, they do. Yeah. yeah. So Take I'm, Two owns them. Two K is Bioshock and all and Borderlands and all that. I'm kind of that always fucks me up. Yeah, I know it's weird, it's weird, isn't it? I'm I'm kind of hoping Take Two's is um, GTA. I'm really, really hoping it's GTA. GTA because, 5? Yes. Because GTA yeah, 6 I... has apparently been like rumored now to like 2023. So we've got a long way for the next yeah. like big Rockstar game. But if we get GTA 5 on Switch and I could play that handheld, I'd be very, very happy. Just real quick, just lol and all the people who are like, oh, GTA 6 is going to come out next year. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no. Red, like, fucking Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out. It's not even close. <laughs> no. It's going to be a long time. Really. Like three years, from especially now. with how well yeah. Five is still doing. I mean, there's no rush, yeah. right? People are so people are so so silly. They want what like, they oh, want. We ro- get it, you know. This this Rockstar insider said, and it's like, okay, yeah. There's things that I want. Take that to the bank. You know, I don't. I don't believe there are Rockstar insiders. <laughs> it's, it's like there's almost never leaks out of Rockstar unless it's like Jason Schreier wrote like the two reports about their work culture. Yeah. Like, can you even remember the last time something leaked from Rockstar besides that? See, I don't like, know if there were if there was nothing or if I just didn't care. So hot take. Fair hey, enough. Hey, um, Rockstar's table tennis is one of the best games ever made, and if that even if that's what it is, I'll take Rockstar table tennis. I loved that game. <laughs> Fair play. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so speaking of things that were probably supposed to be in a direct, uh, we also got a trailer earlier today for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Uh, it's coming to the West on August 27th. We've talked about that one in the past, so I don't. we don't need to like belabor it, but just thought that was another interesting thing that seems like it should have been mm-hmm. in a direct or something, but of course we got it on Twitter. It kind of gives clout, I think... I think it kind of gives clout to the Square Enix games that were listed on the Amazon France website as well. Like this is one of the Square Enix games, presumably. I wondered if I wonder it had a listing prior though, because this was announced a long time ago, right? Yeah, and a lot of times they was, get yeah. listings when they first get announced, but I, I cannot confirm that. Yeah, that, that that's true. It may it may do. Um, I have to imagine it does. Oh yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure about, it does. Like, 
like we got a reveal trailer, not even just like in a yeah. I I'd imagine that already had a store page. It's hard to think of what else it could be. It does not have a store page. I just uh, search for it. Wow. There you go. So there's a there's a GameCube page and a Wii page, but there's no um, Switch page on Amazon France yet. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. All right, so it's time to jump into the mail pot. Uh, remember, if you want to get your thoughts right on the air, just like all these fine folks did, you can write into me at pete at loopots.com. You can hit us up in our Discord uh, Potscast channel or get your thoughts in on our weekly Twitter thread, which goes up the day of recordings on Thursdays. So check it out. All right, so this first one comes from Asobi. Uh, this is from his email from last week that I had to table, unfortunately. So we're going to give him the, the starting questions this week. He says, hey there, Pete, Steven, DJ. Here are my questions for this week that are totally not sent last minute because I forgot to send them since now. Well, don't worry. We didn't read them for a week. Number one, what is your opinion of Jeff Keighley and his summer of games thing? Um, My opinion of Jeff Keighley is positive. I think Jeff Keighley gets a lot of shit um, because, uh, frankly, I think it's because he looks like a suit. Like, he, he, you know, he's very slick, and, you know, he's got that kind of, like, producer look to him and energy to him. Um, but Jeff's been around, like, forever. Like, yeah. he is one of the OG video game journalists, you know? Like, in quotes, whatever you want to, you know, whatever angle you come down on that like he's one of the og guys there and like he he's been incredibly important to e3 and um you know like judges week and and those sorts of things that have become institutions in the industry and the game awards again which i i i am a huge supporter of uh i know it gets again it gets a lot of shit but like i don't think that there's a like that's the closest we have to the Oscars, you know. Like, and and Jeff's worked really hard to build that show over the years and improve it and make it better. And um, like, I'm a believer in what he does, you know. Uh, so in terms of like that being said, with the summer of games thing, um, I respect the play. I'm glad Jeff did it. I'm glad he stepped up when. E3 fell away and, you know, he had already kind of severed his relationship with them anyway. Um, and is, is there making an effort to, to make things happen and to give people opportunities to, to talk about their stuff. But, um, I think, it, I think that the limited amount of time and preparation that he had to put it together is something that, uh, has definitely affected my enjoyment of it because it, I, I tweeted about this the other day where like, I think all of these events between the summer of games and like IGN's doing their thing and um, there's the gorilla thing. Like it just feels disjointed. It feels like all over the place. Like I didn't know that the wholesome games director was happening until like the day it happened. You know, like I, I forgot about the last of us state of play until like yesterday. And like, I didn't even watch it yet. You know, like I just, I feel like things feel so scattershot that it doesn't feel like a big event anymore like E3 did. And, you know, I know that I've kind of been a bit of an unpopular opinion, actually, like when we talk about E3, um, you know, online and in the community and stuff like that, where, like, I like E3. And E3 has its problems. The ESA has their problems. But I like the pomp and circumstance and the event of E3, of everyone coming together and focusing on games for a week. And I think spreading it out across the summer, we have a lot of announcements that are not the same caliber of announcement that you would like necessarily expect from E3. And I think they're not, because it's not being promoted as well, or because there's, like, literally, except for Jeff Grubbs, like, goofy tweet thread that he's been doing where he's like here's all the shit that's happening there's literally no place you can go and like look and see everything that's going on and that even at e3 when there was decentralized shit you could find that like ign or polygon or whoever had a like here's every e3 event and that includes shit that's not even at e3 you know like just stuff that people are doing timed around it so the whole summer of games I like the idea. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I think, especially because it seems like E3 is going to die, it seems like a worthy successor. But this feels like a first-year growing pains thing that, like, Jeff had to get together in a few weeks, not a year's worth of prep like he might do for something else that he has. Well, the Game on. Awards is, like, the same type of thing, where the first year everyone, you know, 
had some things to say about it. And every sure. year it's gotten better and better, at least in my opinion. And it seems like in general, the community thinks so too. Um, I, <laughs> I used to think Jeff was such a dick back when he would um, interview Reggie in the Wii U era. Um, but little did I know in the background that they were like actually friends and they still are. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> Jeff would be like, yeah, so like, no one really cares about this Mario game, so like, why are you pretending like it's you know this big heavy hitter on the Wii U? And then Reggie would be like, "Play the game," or it was something like that. That's like not verbatim, but the play the game was. Um, so it was just funny. I used to think he was such a dick, but now it's like he he does do a lot for the community. So I have very little else to say on what you guys have said. I like I think Jeff's cool. I like him. Like uh, I rem- remember reading some of his stuff that he wrote way, way back about Half Life, and like I only recently realized it was by Jeff Keighley. Like now, having like being kind of in the industry a little bit, like you kind of realize who these these players are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Pete. That is a bit of a big mess. I've been following Jeff Grubb's Summer Games mess on twitter i'm very much looking forward to seeing what's revealed on june 3rd if that's uh is indeed true mm, um, with, event, with the yeah. ps5 event um but that seems to tell me... you what it'll be a hell of an after dark that week <laughs> it will be yeah <laughs> main shows five minutes <laughs> i'm like all right cool nothing <laughs> happened in nintendo this week see you in the main <laughs> but yeah, oh, it, it seems strange to me that like this Everyone's in kind of a different place. Like Sony says they're part of the uh, the Summer Games Fest, but then they're also doing their own stuff. So it's yeah. really weird to me that there's kind of that disjointment that you said. Um, but Sega's just joined the Gorilla thing, so I don't really know what's happening there either. So it kind of feels like everyone's jumping on something, and I think a lot of that is due to E3 just collapsing last minute, and probably people had plans for that. I feel like real talk next year, Jeff will get it together and he'll reach out to all of these other people oh, yeah. that did things and be like, let's all do a thing. Like, how about everything's a part of the summer of games, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody can put on their own event, but we'll all promo each other's shit. Like, I feel like I feel like it's going to get it'll come together next year and it'll be a little bit more yeah. uh, focused. But this year, like it was a last minute thing, like it was a pivot. And I think with that in mind. It's it's been successful for what it is, you know. Plus that Tony Hawk reveal. I'm sorry, what? Plus that Tony Hawk reveal. It kind of yeah, made right. Like that was the first event, bro. Yeah. Like that's all I'll remember about the summer of games. And yes, yeah, man, they revealed Tony Hawk. That shit whipped. <laughs> like. <laughs> all right. So uh, number two is having a game on the go still more important than playing the arguably better version, better FPS, visuals, etc. Right now, no. No, right now, no, because I'm not going anywhere. So, like, I literally can't go anywhere. It used to be great because I could take it to the office and I could take it wherever I wanted to go. But I haven't left my house in like three months. So, uh, right now, no, I'll take the bad version over the uh, the on the go version. I think to, I think to me, it still really depends on the game. Like, there are some games that I just want to play on Switch. Um, and I think. I I get in this mode of like I uh, what I want to play and where I want to play it is a very personal thing. Like it's not anything that's based on like facts for me usually in terms of like this is the definitively best version or whatever. It's like where am I most likely to engage and get the right experience for this game right now? And like I think about like the Outer Worlds, right? And like if the Switch version is good. I could see myself playing it again on Switch. I think the likelihood of me playing it again on PS4 is pretty low. Because right now, on my PS4, I want to be playing Persona and I want to be playing Far Cry. And, like, I don't necessarily want to circle back to that game. But, like, at night, when I'm in bed and I'm on my Switch, like, maybe I would chip away at it there right now. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Like, if Persona came to Switch and it was, like, a graphical downgrade... I'd be like, yeah, fine, no, like, no problem. I'm not yeah. playing this for the, yeah. the graphics. But when it's like The Witcher, and it is such a huge graphical downgrade, yes. and it is such a kind of performance hit over playing it on PC or playing it even on PS4 or Xbox, then it's hard for me to go, yeah, I'm going to go for The Witcher right now when I'm not going anywhere. I agree. And I don't even, I don't even generally want those kinds of games on Switch at all. Like, it's cool that The Witcher 3 runs on Switch. I never really cared about it being on Switch. You know, and like that's I mean, maybe not really a great example because it. I don't really give a fuck about the Witcher, right? Yeah. yeah. 
I don't really give a fuck about The Witcher 3, so whatever. But, like, uh, you know, you know what? We have another question that actually leads into this pretty well. So thanks for writing in, uh, Sobi. Oh, and he also said shout-out to uh, Mr. Will. Yeah. Uh, go check out Ram's article. Um, so this next question, this one comes from Daryl Kip on uh, Discord, who says, Virtuous Games said they could port any current-gen game to the Switch. What port would impress you the most? Uh, so... They are the team that did the port for Outer Worlds, and they also did Dark Souls Remastered. So, like, they basically had this quote that where they said, like, they're confident they can get anything from this gen to run on Switch. So that's, like, the long and short of it. That context included there. Let's answer this question, and then I'll also use it to finish answering that last question, right? Where to say uh, what would impress me the most, like, Final Fantasy VII. Mine's Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2, that's a better one. There you go, Red Dead 2. Um, my thing is, I don't really want games like that on the Switch that much. Like, I... Breath of the Wild is great on Switch, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in a, in a minute. But in general, like, I don't really want big, huge, open-world, like visual splendor sprawling like environments kind of thing on switch like that's not really what i go to that platform for and yeah if there is a great game like a zelda or you know whatever um or like we talked about the possibility of like what um uh oh my god what are they the xenogears people we're talking monolith? about monolith soft monolith yeah. yeah like we were talking about the possibility of like them doing like a, an open world game or something like that like yeah i'd definitely show up for those things um but if i can get that same experience on ps4 i would rather play it on my big 4k tv with that like system you know like that's that to me is the ecosystem i want that experience on not really the switch like the switch to me is like I want to play indies and I want to play Nintendo software. Yeah, I get that. And like you've seen this week, like Xenoblades had a bit of a a hit from people that aren't probably fans of the franchise anyway for its um, resolution. And <laughs> I think it was lows of 540p or maybe even been lower than that. Yeah, a little lower. Three, uh, seven, 378 or whatever. That's rough. But it's, it's the bad. same as Xenoblade 2. I know, which was bad from what I can tell. It didn't seem that bad to me. But, I mean, uh, this is coming from someone who hasn't played it, and it's just see- seeing people complain on Twitter. Yeah. Um. But, but what I'm trying to say is some games, like Skyrim, for example, I played the hell out of that game, hmm. and I do want games like Skyrim and big open world games on Switch, I want, but I want them to run well. If it's such a sacrifice to visual quality, like, um, I think The Witcher was too much. Like, it was yeah. great that they got it to run, and if it's your only platform and you can play this game, then great. But for me, it was just way too much of a hit on resolution and performance. And so yeah. I would have much rather have played it somewhere else. Where Skyrim, because it was really just a last-gen game that they'd ported over, um, rather than the remastered edition, they did some visual flourishes. It ran so well, and it was really enjoyable to play. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I, it's not that I don't think there's a place for those games on Switch. They're just not... It's not necessarily what I gravitate towards on that console. Um, but, obviously, we just talked about Breath of the Wild. We had, like, a rock block of Breath of the Wild questions here. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get through those. And then we have one more that I want to uh, take, and we'll close it out for the day. Uh, so, Left Eye Lazy, who's one of our Patreon supporters, asked, For someone who's about to play Breath of the Wild for the first time, would you recommend playing it on television, slash monitor, or handheld? Um, both, I think both. it's. I think it works on both. Mm. I think it's one of those Switch games that I I enjoyed it both ways. Um, and usually I don't do that. Usually I either play a game in handheld or on screen. Like I played Fire Emblem probably ninety percent on TV and a few times on handheld. Whereas um, Zelda was like fifty fifty for me. You know, like I, when I was at a TV and I could sit quietly alone and play it, I did. Um, but I used to take it with me everywhere. Like, I DJ'd uh, my friend's, like, parents' wedding anniversary party, and I was literally sitting there, like, spinning songs and playing Breath of the Wild, you know? So, like, I had that with me all the time. Um, so, I, I think it works however you're most comfortable. Like, whatever you your preferred way to play Switch is, 
play it that way and see how you feel. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say, though, I did turn off all the motion control stuff, so I don't know how that kind of translates to handheld or with... I turned it off, too. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure how that works. But I did find the shrines with the motion stuff a lot easier with the pro controller and just being able to, like, flip flip it over or do whatever I needed to. It's a lot easier to move that than moving the entire Switch. I I did find those a lot simpler. Even if you like playing in handheld, when you get to those shrines, pop the Joy-Cons off. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah is playing the game for the third time uh, right now, and she was like doing a shrine the other night and was getting frustrated. And I was like, pop the Joy-Cons off. That makes it so much easier. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? I never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> it's like the third time she's had to do this shit. Oh, my God. But, yeah, uh, I think either way is good. Um. So Tyler, the Tyler Olson uh, in the Discord, he's another one of our Patreon supporters, said, Speaking of Breath of the Wild, how can you convince me to hop back into the game? I only got a couple of shrines in and maybe one dungeon, but the constant armor and weapon damage really turned me off from the game, and I haven't picked it back up since. Uh, I would say start it over and like try to go in fresh and just accept that that's part of the loop. I hope DJ's listening to all this as well, DJ, because you need to get past the plateau. Um, yeah, he said, uh, how can you convince me? And to, to that, I say, I cannot convince you. And you're doing the right <laughs> thing. DJ can't. Uh, I'm going to try, though. Um, I think, except that that's part of it, and the longer you, the further you get into the game, I think the less that becomes an issue. Because you get better gear that lasts longer, and um, like once you get the Master Sword and stuff, it's like, you don't really think about it. I don't, I don't think, anyway. Uh, I think... What I would say is that for the amount that you've played, you probably haven't experienced like most of the best parts of the Did game. Did you get off the plateau? You know? If you're only a couple shrines in, I, I can't imagine you got off. No, you probably didn't. You probably didn't even pick up the um, paraglider if you're only a couple of shrines in. At, at, yeah, least, at least get off the plateau. And to the previous question, I say make sure you're playing on TV when you do get off the plateau because it feels really good to just That is a really off. good moment. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'm free... It's great. <laughs> and I think uh, I think you need to just you need it's a game that I think you really need to like spend a little time with. And not because it's not good from the beginning, but because I think the best part of the game is when you get a few hours in and you're a little bit more comfortable with it. Oh, because yeah, then you start feeling bolder and you get really interested. You get invested in the exploration of like I wonder what's over that next hill. I wonder what's down that hole. I you know and I think that's where the game really shines. Is yeah, like that's that's 100%. That's 100% how I played it. 100%. Like, I didn't even go straight to Zora's Domain. Like, I was just like, nah, so this, I want to go off and explore on my own. Yeah. And and the, I love the, the fact that the game lets you do that. Um, And I would say, uh, like, as you get further into the game, you learn where all the best gear is as well. Like, you remember, oh, there's a chest over there that has, like, a really good sword or a really good shield in and whenever the game resets itself with the blood moon you can go back and get it again so you you kind of learn as you go through the game that near that shrine that you can fast travel to there's x y and z in this chest and that also makes the game a lot easier but at the beginning i understand it is really frustrating that things break and you feel like you're just getting attacked and attacked and attacked but um when you see like if you do get the dlc and you get like the hero path you'll see that as you get further in the game, like you die less and less as you go on. So uh, that takes us into our last Breath of the Wild question from uh, Olaf, who asks, uh, speaking of Breath of the Wild, are the DLC packs worth the money? I never played them. Uh, most of my friends didn't like it, so I never bothered. What do you think? I don't remember playing it all that much. I never got the motorbike. I did the, the some of the uh, extra shrines, I think, that they added, but I didn't I didn't pl- ever play hard mode. I played it once and it was too difficult at the beginning for me. I was just like, cool. I'm not I'm not ready for this. <laughs> uh oh, here we go. Uh is hero mode actually that hard? Um I've never played it, but my fiance did and can confirm it looks real hard. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, and then, most importantly, what is your preferred way to play the game? Blind with HUD Pro, no map, etc., or normal mode with the map on the screen? Normal for me. I, yeah, no map sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, like I don't get me wrong. Like I think it's cool when games have minimalist HUDs, but like I like having a map. I like being able to see what I'm what I'm doing. So I I, I need that. Um, 
And then uh, the other question was about the Super Nintendo World 2020. Uh, will it save Universal Studios? I, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to open. So we'll see how that goes. It does look cool, though. Yeah, it does. Hey, Japan's like finally just announced that they've not had any new cases for a week. So that's great. They may, they may be all right. Yeah, so. they might be all right. Hope so for 2021. I'm so excited um, about it. I'm really excited about it. But I want it to come somewhere that's not Japan. Like come to somewhere nearer me. <laughs> but there's not my, even my, a Universal Studios in Europe, so I have no idea where it would go. You'd have to come to America. I know. Um, yeah. My thing is like, I'm excited about it, but I'm also disappointed because it's Universal, and Universal kind of sucks. So like, I think it'll be cool, but it's not going to be that cool. And that's a okay. It's like what we were talking last week that they've teamed up with the connects of theme parks. Yes, that's Whereas exactly this, what it is. If yeah, it's like I, what I, you know what I really want. I want Lego. Okay, so they're gonna like... demo and then go somewhere else. Is what's gonna happen that, yeah. in like ten years? Let's be real. I don't want Disney to have to have more of a monopoly, but they make better theme parks. It's just it. It's just the truth. <laughs> the Skyland right? is an amoeba. So okay, it's true. Last question of the day. This one comes from at Toto and Toe, my buddy Kale Ward from the Comics Pals. Check us out every Monday. Uh, how much would you all pay for a Switch cartridge with every N64 game on it? What's a reasonable price point? So this came, uh, this was like making the rounds on Twitter earlier this week after uh, there was a Reddit post on our Nintendo that the entire 388 game library could easily fit on a 32 gigabyte Nintendo Switch game card. Um, what What do you think the what what would be the price for it? 388 games. What would you spend? I wouldn't spend anything um, because the Nintendo 64 uh, no, and going back and playing those games is a nightmare. <laughs> Fair. I love the N64. <laughs> I collect for the N64. I love it. But going back and playing any N64 game, I dare you to try it. It's not good. It's not fun. The controls. Uh, so well, bad. you know, I think Episode 1 Racer is fine, but that's coming to Switch anyway. So, That's the thing. I think I think there are N64 games that hold up. I think the hardest part about going back to them is that the you have to use an N64 controller. Yeah, because like games hold stick. up. I can't name one. Mario Party Two. Okay, the Mario Party game. The, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Two and three. I yeah. think those hold up. That, well. that has to be. It. Um, Bomberman 64 is a really great game. I, I think, I genuinely think that, and that's the thing, right? Like, it depends on what your definition of like hold up is, because like. I think that there are a lot of games on the console. Like, a lot of the best games on the console are still good. Um, just that there are often better versions of them. I can't you know? play like, GoldenEye, I think, like, and that's one of my favorite games of all no, time. No, GoldenEye is terrible. It's so hard to go back to. Um, because every FPS that came after it improved on what it did. Right. The, fa- the, the thing that gets me on that is the forced reverse, uh, ho- like, Y-axis. It, like, uh-huh. it's... You can't change it, and it just screws and it does me the up every time. Where, like, oh you're, my you're god, it's horrible! You're literally like a robot going like this, <laughs> and you have to you have to turn the camera with the C buttons. Like it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> um, but like I think like Ocarina of Time is like like if you play the port that they did like on GameCube with a GameCube controller, nope, no problem, no problem. Um, and like. Yeah, the Wii and Wii U virtual console versions of a lot of those games, I think they play fine. Like playing Super Mario 64 on the Wii U, not a problem. And on the DS, I had a great time on the DS. It, it's it is the controlling. It's just with the it's hard. It was so cool. On that the N64 weird... controller sucks. Like that's it. Like I don't know why they thought three and they Nintendo gets controllers right more often than not. But the N64 controller, as cool as it is. Who the fuck has three? Like, why we have, we don't have three hands? Well, the, why the do you have three things? I had I had a um a box with it, and it explains on the side of the box of the controller why. <laughs> like it's like you can play in three different game modes. It's like holding the left and holding the middle for like yeah. first person shooters. Holding the two outside ones for two D platformers, and then the other one was like some else. I don't fucking know. Like, but I think they thought no. there were going to be like a lot of SNES style games coming to the N sixty four, like just two D platformers, but and why? people That's would be playing games with. I know, but it's like weird. even so, like look at the PlayStation controller or the Xbox controller. Like you can still play those games on them. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter but we're don't forget that the, the playstation controller, controller the playstation controller did not have sticks at the beginning didn't have sticks for like two years after the um the n64 added a stick so they and the dual sticks revolution and and in hindsight nintendo probably should have added two but like they were way ahead of everyone with the stick yeah 
I mean, credit where credit's due. Like, as bad as it is, the N64 controller is innovative. Um, to answer this question, what would be a reasonable price point? I, I would be willing to spend, a, like, probably up to $100. That's what I was going to If yeah. it was like a, if it was like, hey, this is like a collector's thing. Like, it's going to come with this cartridge. And, like, maybe there's, like, a book or whatever, that kind of thing. Like, I would, I could see that being cool, you know, and I'd probably go as high as that. Maybe a little bit more if there was like swag, like if there was like an N64 coffee table book that it came with where it was like every game and like, you know, had little blurbs yeah, about like history like that about kind of it. thing. Yeah, like I'd fucking invest in that. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about just the cart, like no bells and whistles, it's just the whole collection on a cartridge. So like $100 seems fair. How many of those games are trash, though? Like, a good oh, chunk of them. Of them. So, like, I don't want the trash. I'd be way happier if they, like, refined it down. There were, like, ten games. That's the thing. I want the trash. N64 like, Mini I... seems like what you would want. Right. That's more what it seems like you're talking about. Or switch online, bring the N64 games to it, and just Thank bring you. the good ones. Better controls, online have that. functionality. That would be badass. Yeah, we could play Mario Party 2 with online functionality in... The Switch and it would be thing. better than the but latest game. Be to, it'll be better <laughs> than Super be Mario because so we wouldn't be able to play. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. Oh my god! All right, so thanks to everybody who wrote in for the mailpot segment this week. Um, <clears throat> again, if you want to get your thoughts right on the air, just like all these fine folks did, you can write in to me at peteatloopots.com, hit us up on the Discord, or go uh, check out our weekly thread that goes up on Thursdays before we record the show. Um, Remember, if you want to get some more content from us, looppots.com for news and reviews. Hit up the YouTube channel for some of our video essays. Check out twitch.tv slash looppots where we're streaming every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, oh, right. Cool. One more. <laughs> uh, last but not least, head over to patreon.com slash looppots where you can hit us up at that $1 level and get access to 40 hours, 40 glorious hours of After Dark where you can hear us talk about everything from um, – you know, life to the differences between the U.S. and the U.K. to uh, PlayStation sometimes. I don't know, all kinds of good shit. Mm. So I hope you'll go check it out. I hope you'll show your support. Help us keep the mics on. And uh, stay safe. Stay well. We'll catch you next time for another episode of the podcast.